I'm continuing our series this morning on the life of faith. Everybody say, the just shall live by his faith. Amen. That's what Habakkuk tells us, right? He, he said that the just shall live by their faith and, faith. and our faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Amen. Glory to God. And if you're born of God, you overcome the enemy. This morning, I want to introduce to you a revolutionary way of living. This form of living, everybody say the faith life or the life of faith. Amen. But today, I believe we're going to have a refresher course and hopefully move into some advanced classes before this morning's over. How many's ready for a refresher course of the life of faith and some advanced classes? To move our faith forward because that's, our, that's how we live is by faith. We don't work for a living. We have faith for a living. Yeah. Amen. Glory to God. The just shall live by faith. And our faith is our victory that overcomes the world. I want us to begin by laying some foundational truths. Number one, God made us. Everybody say, God made us. See, we are not our idea. (laughs) We are God's idea. Psalm 100 and verse 3. He says, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now, see, it wasn't our idea to be created. It was God's idea. Number two, God knows us. God made us. God knows us. Jeremiah 1, verses 4 and 5 says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, before you were born, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Everybody say, I was created on purpose for a purpose. The two words that are not in God's vocabulary are oops and uh (laughs) uh-oh. Everything he does, he does on purpose for a purpose. Psalm 139 verse 1. We're just laying a little foundation here. Because, see, it's easy to have faith in a God that we know. Everybody say, God made us. God God knows us. us. Psalm 139, verse 1 says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Everybody say, God knows all my issues. (laughs) He knows us better than we know ourselves. He says, and are acquainted with all my ways, for there is not one word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? 
If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. Everybody say, God's got night vision. (laughs) For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. How precious are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. Folks, before we were even formed in our mother's womb, God knew us. He ordained us and he sanctified us. He gave us a purpose. He gave us an individual call and purpose and anointing and grace. And God knows us better than we know ourselves. And this is the kicker. He said before there was even One day, God had already written every day in his book. You're like, so I don't have a choice in the matter. So God just like, you know, no. God's will, he wrote down for you for every day of your life. And he gave the angels cliff notes for your daily duties. And so the angels show up right where God had designed for you to be. God knows our every, and he wrote them in his book every day before there was one. The key to the life of faith is learning how to hear, learning how to see, learning how to know what the will of the Lord is. Because see, the life of faith is not us creating anything. The life of faith is corresponding with God in everything. Amen? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of Christ or the Word of God. Amen? That anointed Word. And so what we have to do is we have to realize that to live out the life of faith The thing that is vital is my hearing. Not just natural hearing, it starts there. How can they hear if there's not a preacher? But see, you can have ears and not hear. So God made us. God knows us. Number three, God has a plan for us. God has a plan for us. Glory to God. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11 I'm reading this out of the NIV this morning. 
He says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. And did he write them down in his book? He's got plans. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. What are his plans? Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Everybody say, sounds like a good plan to me. <laughs> I mean, God has got a good plan. And his plans that he has for you are not evil. They're good. He says, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. How do you access these plans? Then you will call on me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather from you all the nations and the places where I have banished you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Everybody say, God has a good plan and a good place for me to prosper in every area of my life. He wrote it down in his book every single day before there was one. Wow. It's easy to have faith in a God that is so concerned and so loving and so compassionate, right? and so trustworthy. The reason that people have problem with trusting God is because they're trusting themselves as their God. Are you hearing me? They're trusting in what they can do. I'm a self-made man. No, where'd you get that breath? <laughs> what about that liver? What about that heart? What about them fingers? Or what, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Listen, God made us. We're not a self made person. If anything good is happening in any area of our life, God did it. Everybody say, God did it. <laughs> God, if it's good, if it's praiseworthy, if it's giving glory to Him, God did it. It's a good thing. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. I'm reading this out of the Amplified because God has a plan for us. And this is very crucial to know this for the faith life because if you know that God made us, that God knows us, and that God has a plan for us, then you can begin to know that you can trust him because you know what kind of plan it is because he spelled it out for us. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. This is right after Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8 and 9. I know it's rocket science, but, you know. Bible says, For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of ourselves, it is a gift. Amen. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Verse 10. For we are God's own handiwork, His workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works 
which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Woo! I tell you what, if we closed up shop right now, we'd have gone somewhere this morning. But we're just beginning to stir the pot. Amen? Because, see, God has predestined, he planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in. What kind of paths do you think he prepared for us? Living the good life. Everybody say, I'm just living the dream. I'm living the good life that God has planned and predetermined and prepared ahead of time so that we may walk in them. See, God, whoo, he's living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. See, the life of faith is just walking out the good life that God, our Father, created for us and prepared for us ahead of time so that we could walk in it. Amen? Glory to God. Now see, the life of faith is not a straining. No. The life of faith is just finding out what God says and believing it more than what we see. Finding out what God says and resisting all the power of the enemy, just laughing at him. I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I'm the healed getting sickness off of me. Amen. Amen. I'm not the broke trying to get a blessing. I'm the blessed breaking poverty off of me. Yes. Amen. If God created us, and, and I'll answer it, and he did. And if God knows us, and he does. And if God has a prosperous plan and purpose and a path for us, which he does, then why are so many not experiencing this great life that he has laid up in store and made ready for us to live? That's the $64,000 question out there. Amen? And the answer to it is as we learn to live the life of faith, it's not something you do, it's someone you are. It's how you live. The reason that many, in part, are not able to live out this life that God has already prearranged and made available for us to live is because they're not seeing it. How many ever had something right in front of you but you couldn't see it? And you're just frustrated to all get out. I mean, just, I mean, and then all, and then somebody else comes right there and says, oh, you looking for this? <laughs> Folks, if you don't know what to do with what you have, it's frustrating. So this morning, my assignment from the Lord is, is to help you and I learn how to have eyes that see, ears that hear, and a heart that understands what the will of the Lord is for our lives. Amen? That's the title of this message this morning, I believe. How to have ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart that understands what the will of the Lord is for our lives. 
as we are learning how to have eyes that see, ears that hear, and a heart that understands what the will of the Lord is for our life, we need to first and foremost understand this and realize that God is a spirit. And so the kind of eyes that we're talking about to see what God has for our life, they're spiritual eyes. The kind of ears that I'm talking about here are spiritual ears. The kind of heart that I'm talking here is not the blood pump, but a spiritual heart that understands. Amen? We need to realize that God is a spirit, and the eyes and the ears and the heart that I'm referring to here are not natural eyes. They're spiritual eyes. John's Gospel, chapter 4, and verse 24. Jesus talking here to the woman at the well, and they were having some kind of a religious discussion. And, uh, and basically, I love Jesus. He just cut to the chase. He's like, verse 24, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And, uh, and so God is a spirit. And so if we're going to hear what he has to say, we're going to have to have spiritual ears. We're going to have to learn how to get past the noise of this world to hear the sounds of heaven. We're going to have to learn how to get past the noise of our feelings. Say amen or oh me. We're going to have to learn how to get past the feelings of our emotions, of our conditions, and we have to tune our ear. How many knows whenever somebody's trying to tell me something and there's all kinds of other noise that's going on all around, you have to tell all these other things to be quiet so that you can hear what's important. Amen? That's what we've got to say to our emotions sometimes. We've got to say to our bodies sometimes. We've got to say to our bank accounts sometimes. Are you hearing me? We've got to say to our soul. Shh. And you incline your ear. You bend that ear to hear. And whenever you're wanting to hear something, I mean, I, I grew up in a day and an hour, whenever I was the remote control. <laughs> and my television, uh, the, the television, you know, it was them channels, you go, kink, kink, kink. Y'all remember that? I was also the antenna. We had them rabbit ears up on the top of, you know, I'd have to hold it. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, you just about, be about like this, right? Dad's like, yeah, right there, right there, son, just hold that. I'm like, <laughs> And you'd have to tune it in. They had like a VH, and then they had another tuner on the outside. You had to tune it in because it was just fuzzy and all that. And stuff. Listen, we have got to do the same thing to hear God because there's so many signals. The signal's coming out strong. Bible says, in the last days, saith God. He speaks expressly in these last days. God is speaking loud and clear, but we have to tune our ear to hear. Amen? And we have to tune into his dial, if you will, to be able to hear what his will is for our lives individually. Everybody say, God has a specific individual plan 
for my life. God has a specific individual plan for my family. God has a specific individual plan for this church. Do you understand? I mean, but we have got to have ears that hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us individually, us corporately as a family, and us corporately as a body of believers here in this church. In 2 Kings chapter 6, in verse 14, we sang this song. Thank you so much, praise team and band. That It may look like we're surrounded, but the truth is our enemy is surrounded. Amen. The truth is we are surrounded by God. Amen. 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 14 says, Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. This was the enemy king here. And they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God rose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, master, what shall we do? And so he answered, do not fear. Everybody say first step step. to hearing God, to to seeing what he's doing, doing. is fear not. not. Because fear paralyzes you. Has anybody beside me ever had a dream where you were so afraid you couldn't hardly move? (laughs) That's, That's fear paralyzing you. First thing that we have to do in order to walk by faith is do not fear. Fear not. Know that God's already got a plan for me. God already knows about this day. And he has already made a way for me in this day. He said, and when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, alas, master, what shall we do? So he answered him, do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray open his eyes that he may see. I've got a question here. What kind of eyes is he talking about? Spiritual eyes. Because he already had his eyes open. He already saw an army out there. He already, everybody say he already saw the natural. He already saw the natural. But he needed to see the spiritual. But he needed to see the spiritual. Amen? Amen? I mean, the natural is like a no-brainer. Hello? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, there's an army out there. God help him to see what he can't see. Everybody say faith, faith. enables me, enables me. To, see to see what naturally I cannot see. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Amen. If you get this this morning, you'll go a country mile. You hearing me? Lord, I pray open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Everybody say the angels of the Lord 
encamp round about those who fear him. Jesus taught many things in parables and he said many he said that many would see but not be able to see and hear but not be able to hear. We're going to get into this in just a minute. Cuz see there's a lot of people that are just like what's up with all this? I don't believe that. I just Well, you know what? God ain't out to prove himself to you. Bible says in the beginning God. <laughs> he didn't explain himself. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Just because we can see, hear, and understand things naturally does not mean we can see, hear, and understand things spiritually. You know, the fight of faith is more a fight of focus than anything else in life. The difference between between a professional athlete and an amateur athlete is not just in skill level, not just skill level. Can you handle the pressure? You hear me? Can you handle the constant pull on you? You hear me? The life of faith... Because listen, this world is going in a different direction than faith is. This world is governed under the God of this world, the prince, the power of the air, Satan, okay? And he's out to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus has spoiled him, made a show of him openly. He's defeated. But see, Jesus told us, he said, listen, he said, behold, I give unto you power over all the power of the enemy. That's Luke 10, 19. He says, behold, I give unto you authority over all the ability of the enemy. See, the devil has ability. You understand that? He goes around seeking whom he may devour. So in other words, he can devour you if you let him. That's why we have to fight the good fight of faith, laying hold on eternal life and see the fight of faith is a fight of focus more than anything because the Bible says looking unto Jesus, the author and the... Some of y'all that really need this ought to lock in with me right now. You hear me? I mean, because listen, if you, were, if you were on your cell phone and you were doing something you wanted to do on that cell phone and you was losing your signal, baby, you would get wherever you had to get to get you a strong signal to get what you wanted. Is that right? But you get up in here in God's house, lose your signal because you ain't got no focus. Hello? And then you wonder why everything's falling apart. Then you wonder why there ain't nothing working right. You got to give God something to work with. It's called your faith. Amen? Mm. Just because we can see, hear, and understand things naturally does not mean that we can hear, see, and understand things spiritually. 
You might want to write this down. I, I don't know if you can, but there are times and seasons, people and places that are pivotal for us to fulfill God's eternal purposes. There are times and seasons, people and places that are pivotal for us to fulfill God's eternal purpose. There are times, there are seasons, there are people, and there are places that are pivotal for us to fulfill God's eternal purposes for our life. Amen? How there's times and there's seasons, there's people and there's places that are pivotal for us to fulfill God's eternal purposes for our life. It's so, and we've got to hear, we've got to see. He said, you get, he said you'll seek me and you'll find me when you casually think about me every now and again. When you search for me with all your heart. Amen? Just act like God's a Wi-Fi signal. Amen? God is working all things together for our good. But in order for us to experience the dream life or the good life that God has designed for us, we must be able to see it. We must be able to hear it. And understand it so that he can, so that we may learn how to work with him. Romans 12, 1 and 2 is a vital passage of scripture for us to practice so that we can tune our spiritual ears, focus our spiritual eyes, and create an understanding heart that knows what to do with God's plan and will and purpose for our lives. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Whenever I was in school, they used to call roll. Do they still do it? Alan, here, are present. Do y'all, y'all don't do that no more. Okay. Anyways, present. The Bible says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. In other words, folks that has made Jesus your Lord by the mercies of God, <laughs> for God's sake, if you will, by the mercies of God that you, everybody say I, I. must present my body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God which is my reasonable service. See, you're the one that's going to have to do it. You're the one that's going to have to get your ears in gear. That's a part of your body. You're the one that's going to have to get your eyes. Who's going to do the focusing? I do. We have to do. Who's going to do the hearing? We are. Are we getting this this morning? Hmm. This is stouter than a mule's breath. <laughs> this is good stuff here, my goodness. Because when we, when we learn this, when we learn this, what's going to happen is we're going to start seeing what we hadn't seen before. We're going to start hearing 
what we hadn't heard before. And, verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. That word transformed is the Greek word metamorphia, which we get the word metamorphosis from. In other words, we have to go through a change. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Everybody say, the way I tune my eyes to see what God's showing and tune my ears to hear what God's saying and prepare my heart to receive and react to what God's desiring is by presenting my body holy, acceptable to God and not being conformed. And that word conformed is fashioned and not being fashioned according to this world system, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? That you may prove or prove out or come to the full knowledge of that good. Sounds like Ephesians 2.10, huh? Living the good life. That good an acceptable and what? Perfect. Perfect will of God that he has written down in his book every one of our days before there was one. God has a good plan. God has a good purpose. He has a prosperous life for every one of us. God is no respecter of persons. Every one of us, he has a perfect plan for but we've got to present our bodies, give him something to work with. We've got to renew our minds. Let his thoughts become our thoughts. Let me just ask you another question. We read the scripture, you know, whenever Jesus said, consider the lilies of the field, they neither toil nor they sow, yet our heavenly Father clothes them in a greater standard than even Solomon was clothed in all of his glory. If birds can migrate thousands of miles every year and get back to the same lake. Everybody say it's in them. them. God put that in them. What about salmon? I know there's all kinds of other, but salmon to me are, I'm getting hungry. They're so good. But anyways, I better get back to get my get my spiritual eyes back on here. Get my spiritual. Anyway, that what about salmon? Salmon, they are a salt water fish. But where do they go to spawn? Freshwater. They will go thousands of miles from where they live every year making their journey, going upstream. Are you getting the faith life picture? Going upstream, fighting the currents. Why? Because they know they got to get to the place that's in them they're supposed to be, to do what they're supposed to do. And what God, I mean, if God put that in birds and in fish, 
Come on. And we are created in his image and in his likeness. Do you think that it matters where we live? Do you think it matters where we go, what we do? Yes, it does. I mean, could you just see some of them salmon sometime? You know, I think I'm just going to lay back at the house. <laughs> yeah. We all be able to spawn around here. Come here, honey. Let's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't go to all that trouble, you know? No. That's not God's plan. That's not God's good. Acceptable and perfect will of God for their lives. Everybody say we have to fight the good fight of faith to have the good life that God has foreordained and made ready for us to live, taking the paths that he has prearranged and made ready for us to walk in. Folks, we, just, we, we need to realize that God is so good and we don't have to figure everything out. I mean, we're not here that long. You understand? I mean, 120 years compared to eternity. <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not very long. And the eternal one who has already had it all figured out before there was one of our days. We need to incline our ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Acts chapter 17, verse 24. You know, that uh, many have been mistaken by thinking they can do anything they want to do and it'll all work out good. Everybody say, not so. See, because if God is the God who orders our steps, God is the God who directs our paths. God is the God who has written out every one of our days before there was one. And he is leading us in his way everlasting. What if we're not taking his way? Hello? All your angels are assigned to the place he wants you to be today. All your provision is assigned to the place that God is calling you to. He'll give you temporary provision to get from here to there. Is this too deep? It's tuning our ear to hear. And listen, God, the thing about any relationship that makes any relationship worthwhile is trust. How can you love somebody you can't trust? You can't. Key to every relationship is trust. God wants us to trust in Him with all of our hearts and not lean to our own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. Remember Ephesians 2, 10 and the Amplified. He's already prearranged and made ready a good life, a good path for us to live. All we have to do is hear, follow, stay. <laughs> you might write those three things down. 
How do you walk by faith? Hear, follow, stay. <laughs> I'm not training a dog here. We're trying to learn how to walk by faith. Hear, follow, stay. And what that requires is trusting. I have to pick on Luke one more time. I don't know if Charlie's got this yet, but that Jack, my goodness, he can set a piece of bacon up on that boy's nose. He say, "Jack, stay." How many knows a dog can smell good? And that bacon sitting right up there on his snout. I can see him just about shaking. He just, but he's staying. He's See, we need to hear, we need to follow, we need to stay. See, a lot of times, a lot of times we don't pass that stay test. We jump the gun before the master was ready. And we get in trouble. Then instead of getting a good patent, we get a good beating. I'm sorry. Anyways. But that, but, and I mean, as soon as he's a, get it, Jack. Jack, throw it. <laughs> He'd been knowing how to eat that bacon, okay? <laughs> Acts 17, 24. God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. And he has made from one blood every nation. That's why racism is so ignorant. We were all, <laughs> it was Adam and Eve in the beginning, you guys. And has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth. And here's what I want you to get. Has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. Who determined their times? Who determined the boundaries of their dwellings? So that they should seek the Lord in hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, for we also are his offspring. Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think of the divine nature as like gold or silver or stone or something shaped by art and a man's devising. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. I don't know about you, but I mean, I just want you to realize God is so trustworthy. I don't know how, I, scientifically, I should have studied more about this, but a few years back, we were on a cruise. How many ever been on a cruise? I like it. Boy, the buffet's always, I'm sorry. I need to get off that. Sorry about that. Anyways, the, uh, but I was on a cruise. And as we were on this cruise, I'm looking over the deck. I mean, just a wide expanse of water. 
And all of a sudden, I'm seeing something. I thought it was a shadow on the water. There was a big line, and I'm looking, I'm thinking, where's that shadow coming from? There's no clouds, and the sun's right there. Where's it? And as we kept getting closer and closer, out in the middle of the sea, don't ask me where I was. I was on the boat. That's about all I knew. But out in the middle of the sea, I mean, there was a line. This water was green. This water was blue. Have you ever seen that? And they don't mix. Tell me there's not a God. Out in the middle of a great big old, y'all, do you, y'all know what I'm talking about? If you don't, look it up. I don't know what it's called. But whatever it is, I mean, it was like God said, okay, this ocean ends here. Okay, green, you end here. Blue, you start here. If you've never seen it, it is astounding. Right out there, in the, I'm like, how? You're cool. <laughs> I'm thinking, how in the world did you do that? I'm like, oh, yeah, you're God. God is just amazing. And so God, through his creation, has shown us that everything has a place, a purpose, a time, and a season. Everybody say everything that God creates has a purpose, a place, a time, and a season. And we just need to hear because, listen, if you run out in the middle of winter in your swim gear, you might get cold. You need to know what kind of season's out there, right? We just need, Ecclesiastes 3, 1 says, to everything there's a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Glory to God. I want to uh, just write this scripture down. I'm going to bypass this scripture. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13, verses 1 through 17. Matthew's Gospel 13, verses 1 through 17. Jesus was teaching about the, the seed and the sower, the sower and the soil. And uh, he talked about where some fell is. And then he made this statement. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And then he says, and he makes this next statement. For whoever has, everybody say ears to hear, to him more will be given. And he will have an abundance. But whoever does not have ears to hear, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore, he said, I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled. I was going to bypass this, but I couldn't, sorry. Which says, hearing you will hear, and shall not understand. And seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are, their ears are hard of hearing. What do we call somebody if they can't hear? They're hard of hearing. Why are they hard of hearing? Because their hearts, he said, for the heart of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. And their eyes, they have closed. Who closed them? They. Everybody say, by an act of my will, I choose to let my heart 
get hardened. My ears get dull of hearing. And my eyes get dim of seeing. It's our will. It's our, I mean, because God wants us. God wants it. We, we have to press past everything else and say, no, God's true. God is good. In him in his, is no darkness at all. If anything is coming against me to steal, kill, or destroy, God's not sending it. It's the devil. And I need to understand what the will of the Lord is for my life. He said he has a plan for me to prosper me, to give me a hope and a future. He's got a path for me so that I can live the good life. Amen? And so if it's still in killing and destroying, God's not doing it. And so that's the natural. And that's all the devil can work with. But we need to see what's not seen. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 9. It says, And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation. Who's it speaking of? Jesus. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him called by God as high priest according to the order of Melchizedek of whom we have much to say and hard to explain since you have what? Become dull of hearing. In other words, you're thinking roast beef and gravy. Taters and carrots and onions and hot apple pie. Folks, if we set our mind on carnal things, we become dull of hearing. Okay? He had so many more things he wanted to reveal to them about Jesus being our great high priest who is forever making intercession for us and he has already purchased the eternal salvation, everything that comes with it, and all we have to do is learn how to access him. He's like, I want to tell you guys so much more, but you guys are like, okay, can I go home now? Because you become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. You have come to need milk and not strong food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses, everybody say spiritual senses, of seeing, hearing, and understanding the way that they become strong, and he says, in a full age, that is those who by reason of use. Everybody say you have to use your eyes to see what's spiritual in order for them to get stronger. You have to use your ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying for your ears to get stronger. You have to sense by the Spirit, by the Spirit of God how to understand what he's saying and what to do with what he's saying. Because, see, there's times and there's seasons. And thank God for, for a church, but thank God for a wife who is submitted and surrendered and yielded. 
Spirit of God gave her a revolutionary word in prayer this morning for this body. You know what she did? She submitted it to me. And I said, I said, God didn't tell me that, but that's, I've got to, amen. And, and, and then she submitted it to Pastor Robbie and Miss Liz and just to see if, if that was, you know, presentable. And, uh, and they were like, oh, yeah, I've got a witness. So, folks, listen, as we step out and use what we see, what we hear, what we receive an understanding of, our senses become stronger. Our spiritual senses to hear what nobody else can hear. To see what nobody else can see. Because see, he said that he's given to those who obey. See, in, or, if, in order for us to increase our sight, we need to obey what we can read the Bible to say. Because Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are Spirit, that's John 6, 63. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. And so whenever we read God's word, what we're doing is we are strengthening our spiritual sight. When we hear God's word, we are strengthening our spiritual hearing. Are we here? Amen. Amen. As, as we process it and ponder those things in our heart that God is saying and showing and doing, that we're, we're processing and we're strengthening the understanding of our hearts. Everybody say that the, the life of faith is really easy. We just have to train ourselves. And see, it's a different system. To many, it's a backward system. To go up, you got to go down. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. He'll exalt you. Don't seek after things. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Then all these things shall seek after you. Jesus, whenever he's speaking to the church in Revelation chapter 2, he said, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord says to the churches, okay? And so the Spirit of the Lord is speaking expressly in these last days, and we have to take heed what we hear. I came in for the men's fish fry. Oh, man, I tell you what, Brother Tom, Brother Danny, whoo, they threw down. My, 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 my. So good. And then and then Brother Tom said, I got to go to Lake Jackson right after this. He said, so so I, I need y'all to, uh, y'all eat some more of this fish. I'm like, Brother Tom, I done about all I could. He said, here's some okra, I, or not some squash. He just fried it. I mean, I said, yes, I wasn't husband. I'm like, and so I'm, I did everything I could. I did my part. I got home. Donna come in, she said, you hungry? I'm like, oh. <laughs> I said, I'm everything but hungry. <laughs> and see, that's why, see, many times we fill ourselves up with other things. 
that we don't have any room for what God has and the spiritual things. You've got to make time for Him. You've got to make place for Him in your life. I told somebody one, one time this. I said, listen. I said, what you need to do is you need to make your schedule work around your worship. Not make your worship work around your schedule. That's called seeking first the kingdom of God, his righteousness. As I was putting myself through school, Bible college, I I was working a full-time job. I was volunteer youth staff at our church. I was in the um, juvenile detention center once a week doing an outreach there to teenagers. Did I say I was full-time student, full-time employee, went to church Sundays and Wednesdays, worked in the church. And then on, and then on other nights, I, I'd go out and get to volunteer in the juvenile detention center. Folks, you make time for whatever's a priority. The reason that many people don't tune their ear to hearing is because they don't see the end game. The end game. Because, see, the Bible says, the, mark that man who walks uprightly. Woo, for the end of that man shall be blessed. You might be hungry in the process sometimes. You might be going through pressure sometimes. But if you can persevere and stay on course, if the wind's trying to push you this way or something else is trying to pull you that way, Are you with me? If you can stay on course, you'll wind up living that good life that God has foreordained and made ready for you to live. Amen? It's just taking the steps of faith, hearing and doing, even when you don't understand what this has to do with anything. Just take that step. Because if God's leading you, he's leading you somewhere that's worthwhile going. 